0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much
1: that dore may be
0: for? Erin Coscarelli. How
1: dare you? She's a nice lady!
0: And Scott Seidenberg. The
1: sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.
0: This is The Sharp Edge. Welcome into another edition of the sharp edge as we are here on a Saturday afternoon getting ready to late in college basketball and NBA all-star weekend. I'm Scott Seidenberg joined as always by legendary handicapper, Brandon Lang and Aaron Coscarelli. Aaron is not with us today though. It's just Brandon and I, uh, Aaron actually had a pet emergency, Brandon. She had to take the dog to the emergency vet uh, for a leg infection and the dog, the, the, the Vet ER, the emergency vet, is not a fun place to be at. I can tell you from experience, Brandon, you never want to have to take your pet to the emergency vet.
1: Yeah, it, uh, having five dogs, um, knock on wood, we've only had to take one of ours to the vet in an emergency, and that was when we were fishing in Jacksonville. We went back to cast, and the hook caught in the nose of one of our Doshans. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so my wife reacted rather quickly and we you know, we still had to run down to the bed but all was good. But yeah, so let's knock on wood, uh leg leg infection uh gets handled just because I am a dog person and dog advocate at heart. So anytime anybody I'm uh connected to has a dog issue, it's uh you know if you don't have a dog, you'll never realize the compassion Mm -hmm. And the love that you can have for a dog. And dog people are just a different breed of people. They just are. And Bill Murray, the actor, has the greatest quote on the planet Earth when it comes to dogs. And Bill Murray says, I don't trust people when it comes to dogs, but I trust dogs when it comes to people. And that, in a nutshell, sums it up right there. That is perfect. So we wish Aaron the best. Hope
0: everything's all right. Should be back with us on our next episode? But it's our uh, first uh, – we did a post-football episode last week just kind of talking about what we're doing, what we're gearing up towards. So now we are in uh, college basketball season full swing. The conference tournaments are right around the corner. XFL is going on. What has Brendan Lang been focusing in on the past week or so?
1: You know, I've historically – Struggled in the NBA in January, February, March, and just killed it in college basketball. And this year, it's a complete reversal. Uh, I've been very selective with what I've done in the NBA this year. I'm 9-3 and in the season. Uh, Certainly a rock-solid role there. Um, College, win three in a row, lose four in a row, win three in a row, lose four in a row. Um, Just struggle a little bit on the college hardwood as far as, you know, predominantly I look for dogs. I'll lay chalk, you know, in, in spots that I feel chalk is to be laid. But for the most part, I look for the value of the underdog. And I just, you know, I just can't get can't get any traction. Um, so we'll just keep, we'll just continue to grind and continue to see if we can get on the right side of some, some basketball games and, and roll from there. But uh, you no know, full Saturday slate. I looked at some stuff. I I went on some radio shows earlier this week and and talked about Penn State should be a team that people better start paying attention to. Um, They just went into Michigan State and won at the Breslin Center, uh, beating Tom Izzo and the Spartans. Uh, This is a team that's won seven in a row straight up, seven in a row against the spread. Uh, Big win at Michigan by nine. Uh, Blew out Nebraska by double digits. The win at Michigan State, 75-70, came home, beat Minnesota, went into Purdue as a five and a half point dog, won by 12. Um, Their losses this year, by six to Minnesota. Um, they lost by nine at home to Wisconsin, was probably the worst game of the year. And they lost by 11 at Rutgers. After those three losses in the middle part of their their schedule, um, they haven't lost again. Of course, the other two losses blown out of Ohio State early in the year and a two point loss at home to, to, to Ole Miss. Pat Chambers was Jay Wright's number one recruiter and assistant at Villanova. Um, took the job at Penn State and he has a squad, keep an eye on Penn State to, to potentially win the Big Ten Championship, get a two-seed. They could get to the Final Four. If you're looking for value for a team that's kind of off the radar, uh, Penn State to the Final Four, very high on the Lines. Yeah, there's been a lot of people picking Penn State as their
0: darling. That's kind of an interesting uh, plug there, you know, because the way that they've played lately. Uh, I, I look at a team like Duke, Brandon, and I think that because of the bad losses – And because of the fact that everybody hates Duke, that people just want to bet against them. Okay, I understand, all right? Tough loss against Clemson. They had no business losing to Stephen F. Austin. Louisville's Louisville. What are you going to do? Okay, they're they're the top team in the ACC right now, and maybe they'll get revenge in the ACC tournament. But, you know, they play against North Carolina, and everyone's like, oh, you got to bet the Tar Heels. They play against Florida State. Oh, you got to bet Florida State. And then here comes Duke, and they're just taking care of business, game in and game out. Uh, they played the rest of their schedule, Notre Dame, NC State, Votech, Wake Forest, Virginia, NC State, and then North Carolina to wrap up the season before they get into the conference tournament. They're probably not going to be favored to win the ACC just because of the way that Louisville has played this year. But I'm going to ride Duke all the way through the ACC conference tournament.
1: Be my guest. Um, I think Duke is overrated this year. I think they're they're a good basketball team, but not a great basketball team. I think they have some serious deficiencies, especially on the interior. Um, and as they advance in the tournament, I believe the ACC conference as a whole is probably down, probably the worst I've seen in probably 15 years. They may get. Five teams in the tournament. Last year, nine. I just think the conference as a whole is down. Um, they, they had no right winning the game at North Carolina. Tarios missed 18 free throws, didn't box out on free throw attempts by Duke. It was a shame uh, they lost that game outright. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't see Duke making the Final Four. I don't see Duke making a national championship run. I, listen, there are some mid-majors that people better pay attention to. And the team I'm talking about, is the Dayton Flyers. Um, mm-hmm. They're struggling a little bit on the road. Um, I think they're on the road laying a fat number to UMass. They're struggling a little bit. I think they're, they're up five at the half, um, but they're coming off the big emotional home and over Rhode Island. Um, if you've not seen Dayton play, uh, number six team in the country, two losses this year, both in overtime, Maui Classic to Kansas and in OT at Colorado. Think about that. Colorado's having a phenomenal year, six losses on the year. They're ranked in the top 25. And you have a, a Kansas team that, you know, handling their business at home today uh, as an 11 and half point favorite, currently at 14 over Oklahoma. Um, I'm telling you, man, the Dayton Flyers remind me of an upgraded version of Loyola Chicago slash George Mason. Same kind of makeup with with uh, an interior player in Toppen, who some say is the best uh, collegiate player in the country. Uh, they got a guard in Crutcher, who's probably going to play at the next level. Um, they're rock solid, big time. So uh, I tell you what, um, I got the Dayton Flyers going to the Final Four, and I have them upsetting Kansas on their way potentially in uh, in the Sweet Sixteen of the Elite Eight. Here's the thing that you got to love about Dayton. They are
0: the number one team in the country in field goal percentage. They are again. I'll repeat that: the number one team in the country
1: in field goal percentage. That they don't miss. They don't miss shots. That's what you well, have to like about Dayton. I've gone against Dayton this year against Richmond. Yeah, I took them plus the points against Kansas. They 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 lost the game in overtime and didn't cover. The one time I was with them, they didn't cover an OT against Kansas. I went against them with Richmond plus seven at home. They buried me. I went against them with St. Bonaventure plus 18. Um, The big man was a late scratch for St. Bonaventure. They buried me. Um, Went to the well again and took Rhode Island plus 11 against them the other day. They buried me. Mm -hmm. Every time I've gone against them they don't miss. They just hit shot after shot after shot. So I I texted a buddy and said, you know what? That's it. I will not go against this team for the rest (laughs) of the year. I will either take them or stay away. And I actually said to my buddy, I said, you could probably go ahead and bet UMass plus the points today. I said, because they'll probably cover that because it's a flat spot for Dayton. Off the big win against Rhode Island. Having to go on the road, early Saturday game. Uh, it was a national TV game against Rhode Island. It'll probably be a little flat, and, and, and they are obviously um, laying – I think they're laying a 12-and-a-half number on the road or 16. Yeah, and we'll, see, yeah, we'll see how it plays out up, once, up,
0: once that game ends. So uh, Yep, only up five. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll get back into the
0: podcast in just a second, but I got breaking news. This is an important PSA brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. Now, I have the 2.0, but I got to go out there and get myself the new 3.0 because that's what they did they made the 2.0 even better the lawnmower 3.0 manscaping trimmer is now available for purchase and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code believe at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code b-l-e-a-v and as always your balls will thank you uh, let me get your thoughts on All-Star Weekend in the NBA. The All-Star Game, everyone's pointing at Team LeBron being a five-to-five-and-a-half-point favorites. The rosters are clearly lopsided, right? Team LeBron is far better than Team Giannis. Giannis just picked a bad team. I guess they wanted to go Eastern Conference, Western Conference with the starters the way that they did the draft, but um, he, he just has a, a much inferior team to Team LeBron. But what no one is talking about is the new format for the game where each of the first three quarters will be reset to zero, zero. And then the cumulative score comes into play in the fourth quarter where they add the 24 points for Kobe Bryant and they have the target score, the Elam ending that we see in the big three and that we see in the basketball tournament. Okay. No one's talking about this. They're just talking about team LeBron's better. They're going to cover the five and a half points. There's something to be said, Brandon, about a player's mentality when you look up at the scoreboard during the course of a game and you see that you're down 10 or you see that you're down 15 versus when you're in a quarter and maybe you got blown out in the first quarter by 10, but now it's 0-0 to start the second quarter. And now maybe you're winning by three points. There's just a different mentality. I think the fact that the score resets, even though they're keeping a cumulative score for the total of the game, the fact that each of the first three quarters starts at 0-0 zero, zero, and each one of those quarters is playing for a charity, which I'm not going to say it's fixed, but come on, there's not going to be one team winning all three quarters. They're going to give one of the teams each quarter so that they can give money to both teams' charities, and then so it'll be 2-1 to one instead of 3 nothing, right? Anyway, I think that is a major factor in this game that no one is talking about and I'm not so comfortable laying five and a half with the better team.
1: I'm not comfortable at all with this format. Well, so are 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 you saying do you, I, I like over the post total. Um it's three it's three something. I keep telling people it, that um it goes over the post total every year. Um well, are, are you saying Bye.
0: Does that, does the fact that there is a target score now screw with the posted total? Because in the fourth quarter, all the team has to do is score 24 points to win. That's it. And normally, when you are looking at these games, they score 30 to 40 points in a quarter. The fourth quarter, the most that one team is going to get, well, unless the other team comes back, but the winning team, all the winning team going into the fourth quarter has to do is score 24 points and they win the game. So that's why I think the total is, is just bizarre. I, I, I can't believe not many more people aren't talking about this.
1: Wow. Well, I, I listen, I, I think people don't pay attention to the NBA All-Star game the way they did in years past. Um, I'm an old school guy. I like the West versus the East. Of course. Go at it. And now we pick teams and draft picks. And I, once they did that, once they took it, the the old school away, um, I like the fact that it was the West versus the East. I like the fact that it was competitive to a certain degree. Um, now you pick teams and it's basically a pickup game at Rutgers Park or it's a it's a pickup game at the Drew in LA or it's a it's a pickup game at Crenshaw High um you know, in the off season. Um that's all it is, basically. It's a it's a glorified pickup game with dunks and fun and this and that, and who's got backs and yada yada. So um I get it, you make some valid points, but I really don't think people are really as excited as they have been years past. For me, I got one value play, Buddy Heald to take down Trey Young in a three-point shooting contest. Oh, I love Trey Young in this. Come on. Yeah, Buddy Heald? I'm going Buddy Heald. I think it's plus 190. Uh, Already bet Buddy Heald in the three-point contest tonight. Wow. All
0: right, so now you can't bet the – I don't know if you can bet the fourth quarter total points in this game because I'm looking on FanDuel right now and you can only do the first three quarters, right? But let's say if you can find the fourth quarter spread here and, you know, like, like, you know, just fourth quarter total points. Somewhere I saw us, I think the Action Network posted that it was 49 and a half as the fourth quarter total. And think about this. We know that the winning team has to score 24, right? But let's say they shoot a three-pointer as the winning shot. The most they can score is 26 points. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if they have 23, they shoot a three. So now they win. They have that 26 points. So that means that if the total is 49 – let's say the total is 50 in in that one quarter. the The leading team can get 26 maximum. That means you're only asking the losing team to score 24 points. And if they're losing, don't you think they're going to score more than 24 points? Don't you think playing the over 50, if you can find it at that, in the fourth quarter is a lock? It's free
1: money? Yeah, well, we had free money on under the posted total. And the National Anthem couldn't find anywhere to buy it. We had. had, so so That's the
0: problem. We just can't find anywhere to place the bet. We know what the win is. We just can't find
1: that. We had free money. J-Lo's first song was Jenny on the block. I mean, (laughs) it was handed to us. Anybody that listens to our podcast, listen to me. Just trust me. I'm telling you right now. Next year for the National Anthem for the Super Bowl. I'm not afraid to say it in podcast land. (laughs) (laughs) We get a little tip. We'll know. (laughs) We will know. We will know. And we will know the day before or the morning of and our Super Bowl Sunday. We couldn't find anywhere to bet it. The over under was two minutes went down to one fifty five and if you watched it, it came in at one forty two It wasn't even close so almost like she was done as she wanted to get to quickly um unbelievable oh you know it's uh it's pretty wild. so next year we'll do a special Sunday morning Super Bowl Sunday podcast, and we will throw out there what the national anthem will be. Good luck, you guys, going out there and betting it. So, Yeah, find, uh,
0: find a place to bet it. Most of the offshores take it off of on Saturdays, and uh, you can't find anywhere to bet it legally, but, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe you got a guy that you can place to bet with. Uh, I hate final-
1: life, by the way. So Somebody somebody, turned me on to chatterbait.com. Oh, my God, there's some hot women on there, and you can just watch for free. Chatterbait.com, your one-shop stop for all of your cam needs
0: um uh, (laughs)
1: today um listen if there's isn't a stripper reference or a porn reference in my podcast and there's something severely wrong uh college basketball uh four o'clock eastern today you'll have this up by then um i don't know how west virginia gets up off the deck um they're at home they're playing kansas they're 14 and 0 at home they're up 46 40 with nine minutes to go in the game. And they proceed to close the game and allow Kansas to go on an 18-3 and run to lose the basketball game. So at home, you struggle to score three points in the last nine minutes and lose a gut-wrenching, gut-torn, heart-ripped-out loss to Kansas. And now you got to go on the road against the number one team in the country, that plays better defense than Kansas, went into Kansas and beat Kansas outright and held Kansas in that game. Yes, the Kansas Jayhawk team that is just punishing people right now. They went into Kansas and held Kansas in Kansas to 55 points. You're telling me Bobby Huggins' team with two freshmen, three sophomores, going get up off the deck, emotionally find it, go into Baylor, and cover the five and a half to everybody listening to the podcast. Get you some of Baylor minus the points. I'll be absolutely shocked if Baylor doesn't win that game by double digits. West Virginia already has four conference losses lost by double digits at Kansas State, just lost by, I think, eight to Oklahoma. Five conference uh, losses. And also, um, five conference losses, um, four on the road. I think West Virginia is in, in, in trouble here against Baylor today. Also, listen, I get it. I get Tom Izzo and a must-win falling out of the ranking, but I just can't see them covering that seven number against Maryland. I don't. And obviously Maryland's the is It's just is it, it's just moved down to six-and-a-half. I love Maryland plus the six-and-a-half to, to get it done um, on the road tonight over Michigan State. That's number two. And the third team of your uh, three-team parlay is just a great matchup um, later on tonight with Houston and SMU. Now I watched Wichita State play Central Florida on the wrong side of that game the other night beat them you know beat them I believe the final was 76-43 as a 5 point road favorite this is a Wichita Wichita State team I'm sorry take that back Wichita State goes into Houston and loses 76-43. Remember, which State was ranked earlier this year. And now uh-huh. Houston, who Kelvin Sampson's got this team playing really good basketball. Remember, they made a little bit of a run in the tournament last year. They had that white point guard, Gray. Yep. Had a little yep. ponytail, and said. Um, they made a nice little run. Great squad back. They're laying one and a half at SMU tonight. Uh, my lean toward Houston, minus the points over SMU. All right, so we'll go with Baylor. No, you know what? Stop. Stop. Frankie Martin in South Carolina, minus three and a half over Tennessee. Uh, He's got this team peaking right now. South Carolina, Maryland, and Baylor. We'll three-team parlay for the podcast on Saturday. South Carolina, Baylor,
0: and what was it? (sighs) South Carolina, Baylor, and Maryland. Okay, we like it. All right, Brandon. All right. Good luck, bro. Bounce back. We'll do it again next week. Got it, buddy. See you. Well, there you have it. He's Brandon Lang. Check out BrandonLang.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Onair. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. And good luck. Thank you for listening to Believe.